a little recap. We spent quite a bit of time looking at Jesus. Jesus is the perfect reflection of his Father. Jesus revealed the Father's heart when he was walking on this earth. And we looked at lots of different accounts of Jesus in the setting of ministry. And reaching out to people who weren't worthy according to the law. The adulteress, the tax collector, the, the, the centurion who wasn't a covenant person, the, Can- the Canaanite woman. Lots and lots of people. We saw how Jesus gave them the gift of no condemnation. He gave them the gift of grace. He didn't say, you got to clean up first and then I'll heal you. He saved Zacchaeus. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. He saved. He healed. He delivered. He delivered from the demonic realm, the, woman, uh, the woman's little girl who was demon-possessed. Those, these are some of the accounts we shared. He set people in to ministry to go out and to spread the word. Matthew and Peter and so many more. He took these people who weren't worthy. You and I were in that same boat. Before we received Jesus, we weren't worthy and there's nothing we could do to be, be worthy. And yet, he saved us, healed us, and set us in this place of forgiveness. It's a state of being, not a state of doing. Righteousness, a state of being right with God, not a state of doing. Worthiness, however, is a lie. There's, you're not in a state of being unworthy. That's why we're exposing a lie and revealing and replacing it with truth. And the truth will set you free. So last week, we left off with the, the heading that says, Do you know you are loved by God? Patty, this is, this is a quote from, um, Paul, from Paul. When Patty's um, a very close, loved family member passed away um, about a month ago. And I was honored to do the funeral service and this was a quote from your brother actually and I I just I just love it I'm going to be using it God is pure unfiltered 100% love just let that soak in for a minute God is pure unfiltered 100% love last week we left off with the scripture we'll start with it today Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Starting with verse 15. You're good, Ken. For the, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage. In bondage to fear. In bondage to sin consciousness in bondage to unworthiness but you have received the spirit of adoption the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry Abba Father the spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit assuring us that we are children of God oh Abba that term of endearment is the term that Jesus used for his, his dad, his father. And that's the term that he says, call out with, the, with bliss. After this teaching is over, when you go home, my heart is that that is your heart. That when you call out to, to father, you have that knowing that he is the father that loves you with 100% pure, unfiltered love. That there's nothing that gets in the way. There's nothing that filters out his love in any way. It is pure. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. Absolutely nothing. I want to look at another scripture that I just connected this week. It's in Galatians chapter 4. I have read this scripture in Romans many times. And I know I've read this scripture in Galatians many times, but I never connected the two. 
Galatians chapter 4. This isn't on your sheet because this is just a, a new one that the Holy Spirit showed me this week that I wanted to read. Galatians 4 verse 4. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. And because you really are his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Father. Doesn't that sound like the Roman scripture? We have been, we've had some sonship conferred upon us. It's ours. We are the adopted children of God. We're the adopted kids. We are engrafted into the family of God. And we are in that place of him wanting us to call him Papa, to call him Daddy, with that same amazing uh, uh, trust that Colton calls his Daddy Papa. I told you that last week. That's what Colton calls his dad, Papa. It's precious. It's precious. And that's what Father God says. Come to me. Come to me without any reservation and receive my love. I want to expose a lie, a big lie. And I'm going to spend some time with this lie, exposing it and replacing it with truth. First, I'm going to share a scripture that is truth. I'm going to talk, then I'm going to talk about the deceiver. The, the scripture is John 10.10, 10, which says... The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came in order to give us life and a life of abundance. So the question and the lie that I'm going to talk about is something that the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his job description. That's his purpose. And one of the major things that he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy is our relationship with God based on our relationships on this earth. It is very... Uh, let, me, let me go back a minute. Pastor Tracy, um, years ago, re- brought something to the surface that I've just been... Um, thinking about a lot, meditating on a lot. And that is, she asked me, I was talking to her about uh, somebody I was ministering to, and she stopped me in the middle of the discussion, completely changed the subject, and said, Cindy, I have a question for you. She said, what is your relationship like with your father? And I said, well, I have an amazing father and mother and family. It's very stable. My parents have been married forever, 65 years. (laughs) Yeah. They They brought me up in a home that was filled with love. Lots and lots of love. They're very faithful, very faithful people. My family's very close knit. And I started to tell her about my family. And then she said, I knew that. She said, I knew it because you receive Father's love, Father God's love, so easily. I knew that you must have a good relationship with your father. So, my point, the reason I told that story, is because our relationships on earth can radically affect our relationship with Father God. Because you may be believing lies about Father God based on your earthly experiences and your earthly relationships. If you've had um, not as healthy relationships as I've been so blessed to have, they may get in your way of having a real healthy relationship with Father God. So what I'd like to do now, well, first of all, before I do that, I do not want you to think in any way that we are not honoring our parents. We honor our parents. Our parents are good. Even if our parents did crazy things, they made mistakes. 
we've all done it. As parents, we have all done things that we go and say, oh, I can't believe I did that. I have specific memories when I was a mom where I lost it, and I remember specific things that I think, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that to my daughter or my son or said that to my daughter or my son. So we've all had experiences where we've done this. But the point I want to make is you can honor your parents Respect your parents. Thank God for your parents. Even while you acknowledge some of the mistakes that they made in the process of parenting. When we get to those roots of some of those possible wounds, those roots, as they're healed, as they're rooted out and replaced with truth, will enable you to have that relationship with Father God where you can receive his love. One of the things that breaks my heart more than anything in in this ministry is when people come to me and say, I don't know the love of God that you talk about. How do I know the love of God? Like you know the love of God, Cindy. Well, what I'm sharing tonight is a tool, a big one, to receive and to know that amazing love of God. So we're going to have a time of ministry. Kent, would you get that music ready? We're going to have two different two different portions. One is um, to minister to any wounds in your heart that possibly could be there that I call father wounds. And then we're going to have a ministry time for that. And then we're going to have a ministry time for what I call mother wounds. All the time knowing that we are honoring our parents for the good jobs that they did. In fact, I'm going to pray that right now. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of our parents. We thank you for their love that they have given to us. We thank you for the, the, the investment that they have invested into us and our lives. We thank you, Father, for the good examples that they've been to us. We thank you for the the giving hearts that they have. We thank you, Father, for blessing us with the good things from our parents. And Father, right now, I pray for revelation. I pray, Father, for um, things that maybe we have buried in our hearts, things that are have been um, implanted in there and maybe have taken root that have caused wounds Father, I'm praying right now that those would gently and beautifully be revealed and healed tonight. And my ultimate prayer, Father, is that your love, the perfect expression of your love, would be revealed in a way that we can easily receive it. In Jesus' name. So we're going to start with Father Wounds. Father wounds are emotional wounds in the soul. Possible wounds that were caused by the physical or the emotional absence of a father. Perhaps your father's methods of parenting were either inadequate or overbearing. So I'm just going to kind of just list some of these. And just during this time, just kind of let... Father God, shine a light on anything that he wants to heal in you tonight. Maybe you had a father who wasn't present. Maybe he was a dad that worked so much that he just wasn't home. Maybe he was a dad that wasn't with you because of a divorce, so you spent a lot of time with your mom and not much time with your dad. Maybe you didn't have a dad. Maybe your dad was, um, maybe he passed away. Maybe your mother was pregnant and had you and raised you as a single mom. Maybe your father never connected with you. Maybe there was a distance between you and your father that you didn't really understand. But you craved that closeness. You craved that connection, but it just wasn't there. Maybe you were overlooked. 
maybe your dad's um, life was such that it was very busy. And you were overlooked. Maybe you didn't measure up to your siblings. Maybe your dad spoke that out. Maybe he spoke words about about why aren't you like your brother or your sister. Maybe your father broke promises, made promises and broke them. Maybe he lied. And as a result, you just don't trust him. Maybe you couldn't please your dad. Maybe your dad spoke words that were destructive over you. Instead of speaking blessings, he spoke curses. Maybe he spoke words that that cut very deep into your heart. Maybe your father was abusive in some way. Emotionally or physically or sexually. Maybe your father didn't protect you. Maybe your father didn't provide for you. Maybe your father wasn't very good at loving. Maybe he didn't speak about his love for you. Maybe he didn't show you his love. Maybe he didn't embrace you. Spirit, whatever is there that was a wound, just lift it to the surface so that we can forgive and release. I'm going to pray some prayers right now of forgiveness. I'm going to pray them, but if this is your situation, pray them with me. Speak them with your mouth in a very quiet voice. Just speak them with your mouth. We're going to forgive and then we're going to release those two very important pieces. The Bible says that if we hold on to unforgiveness, we are held captive. But as we forgive and as we release that person from harm, then those chains are broken. So right now, I declare that I choose to forgive my father for not being there for me. I choose to forgive my father for being a workaholic and putting other things before me. I choose to forgive my father for the words that he spoke over me, the harsh words, the hurting words, the curse words. I choose to forgive my father for telling me that I wasn't smart or that I wasn't good enough or that I would never succeed. I choose to forgive my father for comparing me to others. I choose to forgive my father for demeaning me. I choose to forgive my father for making promises but not keeping them. I choose to forgive my father for not allowing me to be me, to speak my opinions. I forgive my father for forcing his opinions upon me. I forgive my father for punishing in a way that was abusive. I forgive my father for the the rage. 
the words. I forgive my father that he didn't protect me. Forgive my father that he didn't provide. I forgive my father that he didn't love me well, that he didn't tell me he loved me, that he didn't show me he loved me. didn't teach me how to love. And now I am going to say something I'd like you to repeat after me. I release my father from any and all harm done to me. And I cancel any debt that he owed me. want you to repeat this as well. Father God, I renounce the lie that you are like that. I renounce the lie that you don't love me. I renounce the lie that I'm not good enough. I renounce the lie that you're not proud of me. Say, Father God, what is the truth? Does anybody want to share what he's speaking to you? Patty? spoke anything to you, write it down. That's a treasure. Tom, could I get you to come up now with the microphone? Tom is going to pray a Father's blessing over us right now. We just had a, a time of revealing and healing and forgiving and releasing and replacing lies with truth. And one of the powerful things that we're going to do now is to speak a blessing, a father's blessing over us. And I wanted this man of God to speak that blessing for us. Real quick, I looked up blessing in the Old Testament. And the word most commonly used, the Hebrew word for blessing is barak. Fits in this situation, and I looked up what that meant, and it really means to be adored. Blessing to be adored. The blessing really is a root of understanding. Just like Patty got that word, that you are adored by your Father, by your Heavenly Father, that you are loved that he is pleased with you not because of what you have done or not done not based on how good you rate yourself but because you are in Jesus so when I speak this I want you to hear your father because you can hear direct from him but he will also speak through us so this is him speaking to you. His spirit is in me. I'm allowing him to speak through me. This blessing, this adoration of you. This is my children. I love you so much. I adore you. 
I adore you. Doug, I adore you. I love you. baby girl I'm proud of you don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy you are worthy because I say you're worthy Vince I love you son that I have created you. Just because I haven't mentioned your name doesn't mean I'm not saying the same thing about each and every one of you. You are all my children. You are adored. You are highly favored. And like Patty said, You are my beloved child, and I am well pleased with you. That gives you your identity. And the second power part is the empowerment. When I am well pleased with you, you are free. You are free. No fear. Judging you, I am not punishing you, I am not hiding myself from you. I am in love with you. I am in love with you, children. Go to sleep every night knowing how much I love you. Wake up every morning knowing how much I love you. The lengths that I have gone to to save you, to prosper you, to provide health for you, and I've placed it inside of you. Receive my love, healing, prosperity, blessings, safety, protection will fall into place. When you receive my love and understand how much I love you, you will start speaking it. You will start believing it. You will start acting like it. And all these things will manifest. I know what you need and I'm taking care of you if you'll just let me. Just let me take care of you. Tell me what you need. I am your loving daddy. I have everything for you. Just come to me. Father, we thank you for your words right now. And I declare that this group, this body of your children is abundantly blessed is abundantly prosperous, is abundantly favored in Jesus, who is their refuge, who is their protection, who is their Savior. They have everything that they need to be abundantly prosperous in this world right now. As Jesus says, so are they right now. Thank you, Father, for your Dormant. Thank you for loving us so much. Just let every person here receive your love right now. Your blessing of endorment in Jesus' name. Amen.
breath. <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> We're going to do the same thing with our mamas. Our mothers have such an important part to play in the formative and the developmental times of the life, in the life of a child. They're the nurturer, the comforter, the teacher. I honor my mother. I had a great, I have a great mom. I always said when I was a little girl, I want to grow up to be just like my mom. And I still say that. I'm now 56 years old, and my mom's 84, 85, and I still say that. I want to grow up to be just like my mom. I'm blessed. Maybe you had a mama who wasn't like my mom. Maybe you had a, a maybe your mother conceived you in a time that wasn't the best time in her life and and it was an unwanted pregnancy. Maybe she conceived you outside of marriage or maybe she conceived you when finances weren't right or too many kids, too quick. But that unwanted pregnancy could possibly have resulted in a, a wound of rejection. Maybe you had a mom that was very needy and very hurting because of stuff that she was living through. And as a result, she looked to you to meet her needs and overloaded you with responsibility and burden. Responsibility for her neediness that wasn't being fulfilled. Maybe you had a smothering mom or an overprotecting mom who didn't allow you the freedom to grow and learn and make decisions. Maybe you had a mom who showed favoritism and that resulted in feelings of resentment. Maybe you had a very strong or a dominant mom and to this day may want to maintain control over you even as an adult. Maybe you had or have a neglectful or an abusive mom an unaffirming mom, critical, angry, shaming. Maybe your mom wasn't nurturing or comforting or teaching. Right now we're gonna, I'm going to speak out those forgiveness prayers. And again, if these or any of those kinds of things resonate in your heart, just speak them out. Just real simply. I choose to forgive my mom. I choose to forgive my mom that I was not wanted, that I was an unwanted child. I choose to forgive my mom that she heaped responsibility on me when I was a child that I shouldn't have had to carry. I choose to forgive my mom for those uh, uh, piles of responsibility that followed me even into adulthood. I choose to forgive my mom for the burden that she placed upon me that wasn't mine to carry. I choose to forgive my mom for smothering and overprotecting me and not allowing me the freedom to grow and to make decisions, to grow and learn, to make mistakes and learn from my mistakes. I choose to forgive my mom that even when I've grown up in years, she still has attempted to be a control in my life and maintain that position of dominance and control. Even when I have come to the age when I have that ability on my own. I choose to forgive my mother for 
neglect and abuse. I choose to forgive my mom for the quick temper. I choose to forgive my mom for critical words that were spoken, for names that were spoken over me, for curses that were spoken over me. I choose to forgive my mom. I choose to forgive my mom for not warmly nurturing me and loving me, for not being able to hug me and hold me. I choose to forgive my mom for never reading to me, for never holding me on her lap because she was too busy. I choose to forgive my mom for not playing with me. I choose to forgive my mom for being so busy taking care of the house and the cooking and the laundry. She didn't have time to just love me and enjoy me. I choose to forgive my mom for not coming to my um, events when I was in school. I choose to forgive my mom for going to my brother's events, but not mine. just whisper it. Now I want you to repeat this with me. Say, I release my mother from any and all harm done to me. And I cancel the debt owed to me. And right now, I renounce the lie that you, God, are like that. I renounce the lie that you are not nurturing or that you're not loving. I renounce the lie that you don't have time for me, that you're too busy for me, or that other people are more important than me. I renounce all those lies. Say, Father God, what is the truth? with a sense of security and belonging. Bless us with restoration of our true identity. Father, bless the very core of our being with your purposes and your identity that resides within us. Bless us, Father, with the light of Christ shining upon our dreams, our desires, our destiny. Bless us, Father, with a knowing 
a knowing of your nurturing love. Bless us with your comfort. Bless us with emotional freedom. Bless us with the wholeness and the completeness that you intended for your children to possess. of your love grow as old roots have been removed Father may that seed of truth of your love take root and grow and grow and grow and grow in our inner man in Jesus name to share now a nugget that is so powerful on how to go to the next step how to receive that love that question when people ask me Cindy how do you how do you come to know that love how do you come to know the love of God that's what I want to talk about let's look at a scripture Romans chapter 5 verse 6 through 8. When somebody loves you in the natural, they tell you they love you, but there's more. When somebody loves you in the natural, they, they feel love for you. There's an emotion that goes along with it. A rich, warm, fullness and emotion that goes with it but there's more when someone loves you they demonstrate their love for you this is a picture of God's demonstration of his love for us Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 8 you see at just the right time when we were still powerless Christ died for the ungodly Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated his love for us. The the teaching is unworthiness versus forgiveness. He died for us when we were ungodly. He died for us when we were unworthy. He chose to give his life for us. Now, in the, natu- in, the, in the earthly realm, people give of their lives to somebody they love. Kent does for me. He demonstrates his love for me by his actions to me, by helping me, by taking care of me, by doing and, and being what I need him to do and to be. Jesus gave his life to demonstrate his love for us. Here's another awesome scripture, and this one I believe is written out because it's from the Message Bible. Another beautiful picture of the demonstration of God's love. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge 
between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. I like that part. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, devil isn't big enough to steal God's love from me, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Fran prayed this when she opened with prayer today. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, including your behavior. So here is the nugget of all nuggets. In order to receive that knowing of God's love for you, speak it out loud. Get scriptures about the love of God. They're all over. We just read two beautiful ones. Meditate on them. Speak out loud about God's love for you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we meditate on his word about his love, it grows firmer and firmer and firmer established in our heart until it overtakes any other lie. The truth will set you free. The, the one page that, that we handed out at the beginning is called the Father's Love Letter. And it's a beautiful, um, uh, it's a website. It's called fathersloveletter.com. And these are all scriptural paraphrases that are put together. It's God's word is a love letter to us. But this person, just with the Holy Spirit's help, just took all kinds of beautiful scriptures about his love and put them together. This would be a beautiful meditation for you. We're going to take five minutes right now to watch the video of the Father's love letter. When you do, and I'm going to pray. Can't go ahead and get it up, but as he's getting it up, I just want to pray over this, that it speaks to our heart, that we have hearts to receive the love of God. And as his word goes forth in this beautiful expression of his love through his word, I believe that it's going to settle in your heart, that this is watering of what we've already put in there today. The watering of the blessings, the watering of the, the release, the watering of the healing. God is just watering it and fertilizing it and just growing a revelation of his love in our hearts. Go ahead, Kent. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter.
for you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb. you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. is my desire to lavish my love on you. Simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could. I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand. For I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with with hope. Because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore. And I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you. For you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. And I want to show you great and marvelous things. seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles.
when you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. Wipe away every tear from your eyes. And I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? final scripture before we before we close this is Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 and 21 I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. So the question to walk away with, and I believe we've extinguished this lie, But the question is, did Jesus die in vain for you? That's your choice to make. This scripture says that I do not set aside the grace of God. The grace of God is the truth. That all the punishment that we deserved was upon Jesus. He gave us a gift. The gift of grace. 
the precious gift. All payment was made. The scripture says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. The law is a state of sin consciousness. Living in a state of looking at yourself and saying, I'm not worthy because of my sin. It's being conscious of your sin instead of being conscious of your righteousness. It's striving to live perfectly. And saying, somehow what Jesus did wasn't enough. If that is your belief, then Jesus died in vain. He took those stripes on his back. He went on that cross in vain. When we buy that lie, it's a form of pride. It's a form of pride that we call false humility. Because that lie holds you in a place of focusing on yourself instead of the Lord. Looking to see what you can do or what you haven't done instead of looking at what Jesus did. It's more difficult to receive forgiveness that we don't deserve than it is to receive the forgiveness, that free gift. It's more difficult. It's more difficult to receive forgiveness that we don't deserve than to stand in that place of unworthiness and to hold on to that false humility. But when we receive forgiveness, the one who has given it is honored. When we receive forgiveness, Jesus is honored. He's not honored when we don't. He's not honored when we live under the lie of unworthiness. So, that lie's been exposed. That lie's been replaced with truth. Let go of the lie of unworthiness. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's one of the enemy's deceptions to keep us from receiving the love of God and all of the benefits. But that lies exposed, replaced with the truth that we are forgiven. We are living in a state of forgiveness, a state of being a forgiven, being forgiven. So we're going to close with these declarations. They're on your sheet, so I want you to read these with all your heart. The first one is scripture. It's Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16 through 19. And I simply made it personal by putting the word I and me in it. So let's read it together. I pray that he would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. And we're going to continue with this declaration. I am worthy of God's love and his forgiveness, and his healing, because I am his child. Not because of anything I've done, not because of anything I've earned, but because of the shed blood of the Lamb of Christ poured out in love for me. I receive his love gift. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to do one more worship song. Stand up. Let's praise him. Receive the fullness of his gift of love, the fullness of his gift of righteousness, the fullness of his gift of forgiveness. We are worthy. He loves it when we receive what he's paid the price for. Thank you. Your blood, your name, your love overcame the, the world overcame principalities and powers. 
We are free. We are alive in you. We've been crucified and resurrected to new life. We have freedom. We have life. We have redemption. We have healing. We have restoration. We have fullness and abundance of your life, Jesus. We receive the benefits of your amazing gift of grace. We receive your forgiveness. We receive your worthiness. We receive your love. Oh, praise you, Father. Praise you for your truth. Praise you for your truth. I thank you, Lord, for your truth that has set us free. Mm, Thank you, Father. Bless all. Cover them, Father God, with a a Holy Spirit seal of your grace, of your love, of your protection. That the truth that has been planted in their heart is sealed deep within their soul, deep within their heart, deep within their mind, deep within their inner being. Your truth is sealed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Okay. We're here to pray. We're here to praise. We're here to talk. We're here to answer.